Good evening, mortals. Welcome back to Postcard by Alice Department Community. I am sure you ever heard of them. But if you haven't, well, prepare. This will be your worst nightmare. Today we will tell you a story from Magnus Institute. Statement of David Popham regarding his experience explaining the three counter system of gift with his sister, Alena Setterson. Original statement given November the 9th, 2014. Audio recording by Muhammad Saiful. Second part of Lost John Gave. Statement begins. I smiled and nodded discreetly. The thought appalled me. It wasn't a thought of being a downtown there at the time. It didn't seem like such an awful fact. But the thought of having spent my last day with Alena was a bit too much. I'm sorry, that's a horrible thing to say about the dad. I love my sister and I love spending time with her, but to be lost beneath the earth is such a terrific thing to say, Elsule. Maybe she will realize that at the end. After our stop, we met our way down through the door. It was beautiful. And this was the part I had been scaring. As all the experienced carefers I had talked to had said that this was the hardest descent. And it went easily. Very easily, actually. And at the time, I remember getting a weird feeling. Like it was being swallowed. Finally, made it through the cell cavern into the master cave. As we stood there, I felt anticipation and trepidation in equal measure. Before us lay the passage filled with still water of some. We were about to have our first cave dive. I had always been told by experienced cave diver that you never judge the distance correctly. The first few times you try to service, you will always hit your head on the stone above. So it's best to try and not to be alarmed by it. I reminded Alina of this as we got our equipment ready and she told me she remembered it. And then she surprised me by asking to be the first one to go through. Saying something or other about conquering fears. I said yes, why not? And let her go through. As I stood there alone, waiting, I began to feel something I had never before felt this far on the ground. I began to feel uneasy. It was as silent as it had ever been. But there was something else there. We need the silence. Almost like a whisper. I shook the feeling of it. It came time to follow Alena and dive into the pool. It wasn't far to the junction which would lead us on to the cable pond. I pressed myself through the narrow space, half swimming, half climbing, until I thought 
I'd gone far enough, and I attempt to surface. Clong. My helmet hit lightly against the roof of the tunnel. Fine. That was as I expected. I kept swimming another few meters and tried again. Clong. That gave me a nasty shock, as I should have been well past the end of the first tunnel. I kept going until I reached the end of the subterranean waterway and went toward the surface. And clung. I started to panic. Was this a dead end? There was no future I could go. Where was Alena? She couldn't have come back past me. The tunnel was far too narrow. In desperation, I tried to come up one more time. I broke the surface and see Alena laughing to herself and holding a rock over the part of the water where I had been trying to emerge. I swore at her violently. Not sure whether it to hit her or join in her laughing. She apologized, but said she had seen the rock and couldn't resist. As I was always going on about the helmet banging on the roof, I sat there and suddenly threw in. The adrenaline of my panic seemed to have drained much of my energy. And I think my sister could see that, as she didn't press me to go on. We both knew that passage through from this junction to the careful body safe was a much longer dive, and neither of us was really up to it. We just sat there for a while in silence. It had taken longer to get this far than we had planned, so I suggested going back the way we came rather than continuing to go deeper into the cave. Elena agreed, but as I turned away, she asked me how lost I was in a low, creating voice. I snapped back that we were not lost at all, that I followed the map exactly, and she just gave me the look, like she didn't understand what I was talking about. I shrugged and told her that I would go first on the way back, and she agreed. I was eager to get back and be a popcorn in a way I had never been before. I got my equipment ready and dived back into the water, heading back towards the dad's head hole. That's when everything started to go really, really wrong. began with the water didn't end. I tried to surface as I held on my first time through. And again, there was that clung as my helmet hit the roof of the tunnel. I moved on and tried again, but still no luck. I began to fight down the rising alarm. Told myself that the tunnel had definite end, so I just had to raise it. But it just kept going. No light, no 
surface. Nothing but this cram waterway, pressing on every set waiting to claim me. I don't know how long I was desperately swimming forward, but I almost screamed with a relief when I reached my hand and felt it break the surface of the water. It wasn't the cave I expected. A stretch before me was a tunnel even smaller than the waterlogged one I had left. I scrambled forward into it, not because I wanted to go on into the unknown passage, but because I was worried about Alina being able to get out of the water behind me. I must have taken a wrong turn, except that didn't make sense. I had no turn at all, and more than that, there were not any turn or junction in part of the cave. I had checked all the map of this area over and over, and they all put it as a straight line. I waited, wanting to talk to my sister when she surfaced and discuss where to go from here. But she didn't emerge. I don't know how long I lay there, it was too cramped to check the time, but it felt like hours. I wanted to go back and check, but I couldn't even turn around to see. I just waited for a splash that never came. I decided to go on, press forward until at least for somewhere wide enough that I could turn. I scrawled on, I scraped against the jagged rocks until I felt them pressing into my bare skin where my clothes had trail. I can deal with it when I'm out. I kept thinking. But the patient just got smaller and smaller. Until at last I couldn't move any further. I finally decided that I was going to have to try and squeeze back the way I had come without even turning around. I started to shuffle backwards and my feet touched against solid rock. But the tunnel was gone. It was then that I scream, I, my leg went out. I said earlier that I injured the pure dog of the cave. I was wrong. I'd never truly known darkness like this. Unable to move, barely with breathing space enough to cry for help. Even as I lay there, it felt as though the world pressed me further, and I knew. That stone I had always believed to be my friend and protector was going to enter me here. In the distance, I saw the faintest point of light. It looked like a candle flame, far down the tunnel, showing that it lit nothing but itself. It grew closer, but anyhow. It might have given me a quickly dead as it grew. It was coming toward me slowly, so slowly, and deep down I knew that it was, it was of this place. It meant me harm. As it got closer, I saw the pale hand that held it, and I heard something. It was Alena 
It sounded far and muffled, but I was sure she was calling for help. I shut my eyes for all the good it did in that place, and tried desperately to wilt away. When I opened my eyes again, the leg was still there, but it had changed somehow. It seemed brighter, and as I looked, I realized that it was no longer coming from candle. I could hardly believe it, but it looked like a daylight. With every last ounce of strength I possessed, I pushed myself forward. Had I been climbing this whole time? My clothes were ragged and tore, my skin scraped and bloody, but after nearly an hour I broke onto the surface to respond to opening. Not only on the, of the maps, I breathed in fresh, cool air, and I screamed as long as loud as I could. That was how Laura and the cave rescue team found me. Apparently I'd been underground for almost 24 hours and she called in the cave rescue service. I was well cared for as I waited for news of Alena. My wounds were treated, I was given food and water. It took another day before the rescue team told me what I think I already knew. There was no sign of her anywhere. I never saw her again, and she was added to the list of fatalities. So I suppose that is the end. I haven't been underground since, and I don't intend to. Statement ends. This is a strange one. I have rarely come across with statement written with such confusion, yet where so many of details are probably false. The CNCC have no record of Mr. Popham getting a permit for this expedition, and the number of other permits they issued for June 14 would indicate that they certainly were not the only ones in the cave that day. Beyond that, that said how less lost John Gavar, as Mr. Popham pointed out, well documented in layout, and according to social reckoning, the road he described is totally non-essential. What is true is that on 15th of June, the Yorkshire Dells Cave Rescue Organization was contacted by Mrs. Laura Popham, who told them her husband and sister-in-law had gone caving the day before and had not returned. Mr. Popham was not found above ground, as he claimed. He was found a few yards from the bottom of that sad hole, unresponsive, and kneeling next to a small pile of burnt candles. Laura Popham claims not to have seen any sustain being picked. He only came out with stupor when brought above ground, at which point he started shouting about her sister Alena, demanding they go and suffer. There is also the matter of the recording. He does not mention it in his statement at all, but Mr. Popham took camera with him into the cave system. It was never claimed back from the CRO after his rescue. Most of it is mounted footage of Mr. Popham and his sister kept climbing, which seemed to match his statement. But the last recording is somewhat alarming. It is completely black. Though whether this is because it was in a pitch dark cave or simply because the landscape is still on is unclear. The audio is what concerns me. And 
Here I will play a sample. hours and 43 minutes long and the audio remains consistent throughout and still no sign of Alena Sederson has been found since her disappearance thank you for listening recording ends